0: i dreaming of a white Christmas, do, do, do. just like the ones I used
1: to. All right, what is up? We are back, Life with Kenny podcast. Uh, I don't know what episode number this is, but we are in the... at least episode one. I think it's like six. Episode six of Movie Night, and uh, yeah, maybe we are watching a Christmas movie this week. <laughs> yeah. And it is December second when we're recording this. Wow, so, we're,
0: we're not bad in terms of timing on this, then.
1: Yeah, man. No, I mean, pretty good. It's going to be pretty tough releasing that last week episode, like the week of Christmas. We'll have to figure out maybe record two in one week so it's not so difficult. But oh, maybe. Yeah. There might be like a week or two in the new year. Because uh, you're going back home to England for a little bit. Yeah, back to the I'm being deported officially. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> they get me all worried. Finally yeah. make a friend and he gets <laughs> shipped back to the other side of the world. Yeah.
0: Donald Trump's caught wind that an immigrant has made it somewhere in the in the <laughs> northern America.
1: Yeah, I don't think he really has control over Canada. So oh, I think He'll try. He'll come here there. personally. All right. <laughs> well, uh, if if you're lucky... You might be able to hop on uh, Tim Allen's sleigh and just get a ride back with him to the wow, UK. Wow, nice, on Christmas, seamless Christmas transition into the because, movie. Because this week we are talking about <laughs> Tim Allen's 1994 classic, The Santa Claus.
0: 1994, well, that was a year after I was born.
1: Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a good old year for Tim Allen. Mm. He was on Home Improvement, he was killing it with Christmas movies. Um yeah. Have you let me ask you some questions here, Patrick. Okay. Actually I should talk a little bit about this movie first. Nineteen ninety four, The Santa Claus, starring uh Tim Allen, uh Judge Reinhold, and Eric Lloyd as the son Charlie and Wendy something as the wife. <laughs> John Pasquin was the director, and it was written by Steve Rednick and Leo Benvenuti. Uh, whatever. Not good enough. Uh so yeah, we were talking about the Santa Claus. Um have you seen this movie before?
0: I feel like I might have seen Pieces. Yeah? But again, it's, it's something that I just maybe drifted across on TV. It's
1: really one of those movies that seems to be on every year, but it's never um, never one that most people can remember watching. Yeah. And I think the biggest reason is, like, uh, I remember watching this every year and loving it as a kid. But as I, as I grew up and started watching it, I started to realize the dark tone that this has <laughs> to it. Like, right. there's this very depressing underlying tone, but somehow it melds perfectly with this Christmas cheer. And wow. for me, when I watch this movie, I still feel that. So I'm excited to find out if when you watch this, you get that or you think this movie's total dog shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: guess the, the real question is does it have links to socialism? <laughs> yeah, I because guess. if it does, then I mean it's probably <laughs> going to be a no for me, honestly.
1: Well, it's Santa Claus. Uh, it's based on Santa Claus, a man who gives everything to every children. Every well, not every <laughs> child actually. I guess there's yeah. there's uh, good kids and bad kids. So
0: yeah, the bad kids get well, they get like a a punch in the nuts or is it a bag of coal <laughs> I think it's a bag of coal I think it varies between countries well I think originally in, in Russia they like get publicly executed
1: I think originally they put coal in the stocking and I think uh, back in the day Santa Claus would actually just take the coal that's in the stocking and beat the children with that stocking filled with coal that's amazing but uh, yeah I think I think due to uh, the politically I mean culture, that's, they... that's
0: no longer Santa Claus that's just a home invasion right <laughs> that's Krampus <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some, uh, there's some pretty crazy, uh, Christmas time things you could look out there, like, yeah. um, like traditions and stuff. Like, uh, there's one that I know of called Black Pete. It's somewhere in Europe. I'm not quite sure where, but it's, it's this guy who is in blackface and he's basically like Santa Claus's slave <laughs> and they still celebrate that every year over. Jesus. I want to say it's in Sweden or something like that. That sounds about right. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh. Let me ask you, Patrick. Uh, since you don't remember seeing it, based yeah. on the title, "The Santa Claus," what do you expect it to be about? Um, or do you know what it's about? I, I feel like I know
0: what it's about. The fucking Santa Claus gets killed somehow, doesn't he?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that already is. I'm remembering it a little bit more darker than I did before, because <laughs> he 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 dies.
1: Right. So let me let me read you the quick synopsis here on IMDb. Uh, when a man inadvertently kills Santa on Christmas Eve he finds himself magically recruited to take his place so uh, how many Disney movies do you recall where the plot is based around a man killing another person and having to take their place it
0: sounds like the synopsis is uh, man kills other man becomes possessed by the magic that was in the other man
1: right it's so sim-
0: it's murder and then possession.
1: It's similar. Uh, it's it's actually more based on a legally binding document rather than magic itself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we will we will discuss that <laughs> when we come back. So uh, okay. yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it for the pre-show. Yeah, let's uh, fucking do it. Are you ready to get your Christmas spirit up? Oh, so ready. All right, ho ho ho! I have a machine gun. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ! Oh wait, that's Die Hard. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back. (laughs) All right, we are back from watching Tim Allen's 1994, The Santa Claus. IMDb gave it a 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has a 74%, Metacritic has 57%, and 92% of Google users liked this film. Wow, that's not bad. So the ratings are a little bit over there, but it's not <clears throat> not too bad. Like, it's over average, I would say, people have yeah. rated it. So uh, I guess... My first couple questions for you before we dive into discussing this and discussing some reviews and stuff, Patrick, is: uh, Do you regret watching this movie? Nah, it was all right. It was, it was all right. right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about uh, your rating right now out of five before I talk about some reviews that people um, gave it. Probably like a three
0: point five or four.
1: Oh, that's not. That's actually way better than I expected from yeah.
0: you. Yeah. No, it was, a, it, it was a funny film. It was it kind of nostalgic. Just. I, I did enjoy watching Christmas films when I was younger. I guess right, so and it, it was it was weird seeing it from like the adult
1: perspective. A couple. This one especially, I think, yeah. like this one definitely has <coughs> a lot more of like <laughs> adult tones and jokes, which I've written a lot of them down. So we will definitely touch on those. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <coughs> So, I uh, wasn't very prepared for this episode, so I was checking out reviews and doing some trivia writing down and stuff while we watched this one. So, uh, a couple things kind of blew my mind. So, we're going to do things a little bit differently for this one, so hopefully it doesn't go too long. But, uh, okay, I'm going to read you some reviews here, Patrick. Okay. Uh, So, the first review I read was written by BrailleHater222, BrailleHater, on, on the 2nd of December 2018. So today somebody wrote what? this today. Uh <laughs> it gave it a 1 out of 10. <laughs> and the tagline is Dear Santa. And this this says I am writing this on the day after Xmas and I am very sad. I only received one of two presents I asked Phi." Since you ate my cockies, I will assume that my missing gift was a mistake. I will give you one week to fix this, Jeremy. And everything is miswritten. Like, completely miswritten. Uh, the next one. Wait a second. Braille Hater 222, written today, 1 out of 10. I, I recognize this. This is, this is a kid's Christmas letter that he wrote to Santa. Dear Fatty... Your threats don't scare me. I played your game and you did not deliver. This is not okay. I will give you one week and then you will pay. P.S. I don't know why you care that it is expensive when you have elf slaves to make things for you. I think you are naughty for having slaves, yeah. Jeremy.
0: This this isn't this guy's review. This is a kid's Christmas letter. <laughs> and his parents pretended to be Santa and started writing back to him. Right. And he started like threatening Santa. Really? <laughs> fully threatened in Santa, yeah. And that's why everything's misspelled, because it was by, like, an eight-year-old.
1: Written today, 1 out of 10, hater 222 Dear Santa, I do not like that stunt you pulled with my parents. You are on my naughty list now. <laughs> yeah. Be afraid. You look slow and easy to kill. Enjoy your cookies next year, because they will be poison. I hope you die. Jeremy. So somebody today, of all days, went out of their way... To comment this as a user review, 1 out of 10, on the wow. Santa Claus IMDb reviews. <laughs> so this is what I was laughing about when I was reading it, because the same guy wrote three fucking things. And these are the only three reviews that were, uh one, well, there was four, I believe, that were 1 out of 10. So I'll give you an actual 1 out of okay. 10, because I thought that was too weird not to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there's that 10 minute
0: loop of R. <laughs> Kelly that I was just watching. That's uh, an that.
1: interesting thing to be, be watching and just have queued up on your phone, Patrick. It's usually what I watch while I'm uh, taking a poo. It just helps me get it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one's uh, an actual one out of ten rating uh, by Universe in Coincidence, which is quite the username. Uh, January fourteenth, two thousand six. So this guy watched this and wrote it like almost three weeks after Christmas. Mm. Why would you submit yourself to this? Warning, spoilers. I was forced to watch this with the family when it came out. Tim Allen is not funny. Anybody who thinks he is has been neutered just like him. Tim Allen's acting and comedy both represent the repressed masculinity representative of the oversensitivity of the feminist movement. Tim Allen is a sexless, genderless shim. It really makes me personally angry that movies like this make enough money that about a dozen of them a year get greenlit. I have to wonder if it's the cold, draconian efficiency of the marketing companies that handle these accounts, or it, if it's just the lack of sophistication and sense of humor within the general viewing public. Realistically, it's probably the marketers. They're kind of Stalin-esque, really." Wow.
0: (laughs) So I I, that was this guy's vocabulary is fantastic. That was the
1: only other one out of ten that was given for this movie.
0: I guarantee you could ask him to pick out a picture of a vagina and he probably wouldn't know which one to go for.
1: My favorite quote from that was Tim Allen is a sexless, genderless shim. Isn't Tim Allen like the man that's famous for like being toxically masculine and going (laughs) on a fucking show about men being manly men and Using tools why? to build things.
0: Why? Why would you write a review like that about I don't a know. fucking Christmas movie? Right. That no one's gonna read, <laughs> apart from us, apparently. Right. Because that's what we now do. Which is fine.
1: And the thing is, is absolutely nothing from that is actually reviewing the movie. It's just about Tim Allen himself. Yeah, maybe it's like Tim <laughs> Allen's
0: childhood friend. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they both went to acting school, but Tim Allen got the big break.
1: Or maybe we could be like more tie it even more in with the movie, and maybe it was one of the bad children that didn't get a gift from Santa maybe, Claus. Maybe yeah.
0: One of the ones that he beat with a bag of coal. Oh
1: yeah, by the way, that one was also signed from Jeremy. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> sake i'll try and find that actual
0: facebook post because it is hilarious yeah that'd be funny man. his um his, his parents wrote a letter back to him and said um because you've been so rude we've taken away um one of his like electronics i think one right it's like a nintendo ds or something and he, that's when he wrote back he's like dear santa i don't appreciate that stunt you pulled with my parents <laughs> <laughs> it's so good
1: so patrick have you yourself ever written a letter to santa Um, I think I did.
0: Once, maybe.
1: Yeah? So you grew up with Santa in your household then? Like, the idea of Santa? Yeah, we did, yeah. How old were you when you learnt Santa wasn't real? And how did you learn? Just out of curiosity. I can't
0: remember, you know? I feel like I knew for a while that he wasn't real. Right. Mainly because I started eating the cookies that my parents left out. (laughs) Right. Um, And you didn't think Santa would be mad? They woke up in the morning and I could hear him talking. They were like, the fuck, where are the... Oh, so they thought Santa might actually you, be real, eating you, the cookies? Did you eat those? And they came up to me and they were like, Paddy, did you um, did you touch the cookies that were on the side, mate? I was like, no, no, why? you got to do yeah. it in your little boy voice. No,
1: no, mummy. Why would I eat the cookies?
0: Yeah, because I sounded like that when I was little.
1: <laughs> no, mummy. No,
0: mum, that wasn't me. It must have been Santa.
1: It was Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: They were just they thought we had a fucking home invader that came in and ate our food. With a little boy voice. Yeah. Man. So that was I think we started realizing as well. Right. Um, once the presence started getting a little bit less
1: yeah. interesting. See, I was about six and uh my cousins there, there, there were assholes my whole life yeah. There was one time they poured dish soap Into my grandma and grandpa's washer and dryer And destroyed it Filled the basement with bubbles And they blamed it on me and my younger brother And we got like We got disciplined pretty fucking hard for that Because we wrecked a brand new washer and dryer Apparently And uh, they're the same cousins that basically just like ran up to us at Christmas time and were like, You guys are stupid if you believe Santa's real. And I'm like, I'm six years old. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that at least. Like, life is going to be hopeless and depressing for the next like 50 plus years, hopefully. Fingers crossed I live that long. But like, give me Santa Claus for a couple more years, man. Jesus, that's brutal. So uh, after that, me and my brother. Uh, There was a couple years where we still got gifts from Santa after that, and we uh, had them under the tree for a while. They were never delivered on Christmas Day. They were always under the tree from Santa before. Yeah,
0: that's what I always found confusing as well.
1: And uh, (laughs) me and my brother knew they were secretly from my parents, and there's a couple years where we actually straight up, like one year in particular, I remember we unwrapped all of our presents when my parents were gone for the day. And then we tried rewrapping them, but it was like all the wrapping paper was torn up. So it looked like children had opened their presents and retaped everything to make it look like it wasn't ever opened. But it was like obviously torn up. The worst part was knowing that I got a Yu-Gi-Oh! game for my Nintendo. And uh, I was like looking up cheat codes for it for the next three weeks. And then Christmas came and that present was missing because my parents knew I loved that one. And th- I knew I was getting it. And they were like... Yeah, we know you guys opened your presents, so we returned them. And we were like, no, 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 please don't do this to us. And then, like, an hour later, they were like, we didn't return them. But, like, don't fucking ever do that again. (laughs) You know who I feel bad
0: for is the kids who write a letter to Santa. Right. And their parents take them to a post box. And watch them put it through the letterbox, mm-hmm. knowing full well that it's just going to get shredded.
1: Well, there was a thing in uh, Canada, actually, for a really long time. There was, uh, you know how, like, the the postal codes here are a combination of letters yeah. and numbers?
0: Same as in England.
1: Six letters and numbers. Uh, so it's letter, number, letter, number, right? Uh, so they do H0, H0, H0 for the postal code and email it, and the people who sort the mail pull it aside, and they actually send it to a certain place in Canada. It was something I think the government did, where they actually opened the letters, got the kid's name, and they sent a generic Santa Claus letter back to the kids, so the kids actually got letters back from Santa. Wow. Yeah, it was like a really cool thing that they, like, they they definitely advertised it on some kids' uh, TV channels back when I was younger. And I, I don't I never did it myself, but I just remember thinking that that was like such a cool thing that we had. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So it it's kind of cool that like that was a thing. I don't think people well, as far as I know, people don't really keep up with the tradition of yeah. Santa Claus as much as I do. As it I do remember
0: one Christmas um, we actually spent it in the states. We were in um, the Rockies, I think, with my godparents and my um, parents as well. And um, my godparents showed me this website. That you could like watch where Santa was in the world. It was like a live tracking for Santa.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was super dumb, but like me and, then and my then sister he... were just watching it for hours, waiting. Yeah. So silly.
1: And then but that he, was a nice he time. got uh, chased down by. A homing missile. Right? Yeah,
0: then the FBI got involved. They seized the house and the laptop. Tried to trace Santa's IP address.
1: We'll, we'll talk about uh, the FBI and SWAT teams getting involved with Santa Claus later when we discuss this movie, but uh, <laughs> for Jesus. now, uh, I'm going to read you a couple more reviews. Go for it. Uh, this one's a 5 out of 10. It was written by Living Dog on November 21st, 2004. Uh, the tagline was tolerable. Some comedians get worse with age and popularity. I think that they begin to think they can do anything and it will be immediately accepted by everyone. Wrong! Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, and now I add to the list Tim Allen. This movie is so bad that I felt pain forcing myself to sit through it. I wanted to see Dolph Lundgren show up and fire blazing hot lead (laughs) at everyone who had a speaking line in the movie. Judge freaking Reinhold? How'd he get kidnapped into doing this mistake? Peter frickin' Boyle? Does he have the same agent as Reinhold? Minus 10 pl- out of plus 10. I don't care anymore. The scale of 1 to 10 no longer exists. As of, as of today, the scale is from minus 10 to plus 10. Minus 10 is burn the master. Zero is tolerable if you're bored to tears. Plus 10, see this or else you're an alien. Zaphoid. Pa- P.S. Paige Tamada, who played Judy the Elf, was so adorable in the small part, she, she got... <laughs> I, got, I kept hoping she would show up throughout the whole movie. When she first showed up, my heart immediately went to her and I suddenly was immersed in this movie. Then, unfortunately, the movie kept going and the pain returned. Signed, Big Z.
0: <laughs> the fuck? That's brutal.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That's like a zero to 60. Uh, So that guy has a mental illness. I, th- I would say so. <laughs> it's pretty safe to assume, yeah. <laughs> Uh, could you do me a favor, Patrick? Yeah. Can you move the mic a little bit closer to your face? Oh, yeah, I'm a bit far Sorry, away. buddy. How's this? That's way better. You
0: need to be able to hear the mouth noises.
1: I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's the final review. Okay. Uh, it's by Ashley Chica, 2001. It was written December 13th, 2003, and it's a 10 out of 10. Great holiday movie is the tagline. This movie is one of the greatest holiday flicks of all time. This movie ranks up there with the Santa Claus 2, which is weird citing the sequel as one of the greatest movies, but uh, Mm. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, Elf, and Bad Santa as best Christmas movies. I was laughing for almost the entire movie. Tim Allen is so funny. I believe that Allen plays Santa Claus the best of all the actors that play Santa because he's funny. I would watch this movie every year. This movie is for the entire family. I would absolutely recommend that you pick up a copy of the movie along with the sequel. And if you're not a fan of Tim Allen... Oh, even if you're not a fan of Tim Tim Allen. Grade A. That was that one. So, I never gave my review... I don't regret watching this. I've pretty much watched it every year since, basically, I was a kid, so Mm. basically when it came out. Um, It's become like a holiday tradition for me. Uh, It's one of those movies that I still laugh every time I watch it. It's still so stupid, but you pick up more things the older you get, right? And uh, this movie is a very strange movie, depending on the 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 lens or filter that you watch it through, because if you watch it through uh, eyes of like childhood wonder, uh, there's clear good guys and bad guys in the movie, yeah. right? Uh, the mom and the stepdad who are trying to take the son away from his father on Christmas, and the dad is Santa Claus, and they're, they're obviously clear cut good guys and bad guys, right? And uh, now that I'm older and I'm watching it, I find myself sympathizing. With who I thought originally were the villains. Just because this is basically like... It's basically a horror movie. If they shot it from the other people's perspective. Yeah. Like, if you think about it. It's about a dad who kidnaps his son. After losing custody because he has mental health issues. And then the son also starts having mental health issues. And... Okay, we'll get into this in a bit. But for me, like, it's, it's obviously a classic. So, like... I, I can't really rate it, but if I had to, I'd say pretty much the same as you. I'd give it yeah. like a three point five, four out of five. Like it's just one of those movies that I don't think it gets better with age, but it's just something that like I'd watch every year.
0: Yeah. It's like a frozen cheese instead of a fine cheese.
1: <laughs> frozen cheese. Yeah.
0: You sort of you just leave it there. You don't yeah. take it out of the freezer, you don't let it defrost. Right. You just leave it there and it's fine. Consistent. I've never had frozen cheese, not gonna lie. I my mum used to freeze cheese, which was kind of weird. She'd buy cheese in in mass and then freeze it so it wouldn't go off. Right. It was just a bit weird. She froze milk as well, which was annoying. Because you 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 defrost the milk in the fridge, and you would end up with this like big tasteless block of ice in the middle of the milk. Yummy. And then just like really cold milk
1: around it. It was really grim. Sounds like you had a tough childhood, Patrick. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did meet
0: someone that used to microwave their slippers, though, which was fun. <laughs> what?: Yeah, I used to work with this lady called Barbara, and she was tapped. She was honestly nuts. <laughs> She'd like, "Did she think your dad was Santa Claus or what?: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm talking worse than this, man. Well, she barbecued. Her. She, she once told me that she had a tiled ceiling in her bathroom, like a mirrored tiled ceiling. Interesting. So she could see everything that was going on up in there. Interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you some more stories about Barbara. Yeah, we'll have time. some Barbara stories one yeah, day. Barbara is we'll a, a very funny lady. Well,
1: the day of Barbara stories. <laughs> the day of Bob. <laughs> all right, so I have some trivia. I think we're going to do some trivia quick before we discuss the movie because there's a lot to discuss in okay. this. And uh, the trivia, I think, is like pretty interesting, too. This movie is one of the few movies that I think has a lot of interesting trivia, so... Uh, this is one of the first ones, all of the trivia, pretty much most of my information I get from the Internet Movie Database, or IMDB, or as Patrick likes to call it, IMBD. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so the trivia is found on there as well, and I just went through and selected, uh, some of the things that I thought were the most interesting. So here we go. Are you ready, Patrick? Yeah. For some fucking Tim Allen trivia? Go. Do it. For one week in November 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie at the box office, which was this movie, the number one rated television show, which was Home Improvement, and number one New York Times bestselling book, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. Tim Allen has had a criminal record, and Disney has a no hiring of ex-cons policy. An exception was made in this case. Do you know about Tim Allen's criminal record? No, what did he do? He got caught trafficking cocaine across the border nah yeah he was a fucking drug mule in the 80s that's amazing yeah he was uh, he a big sort. time drug mule oh and this mugshot is tim allen with like a dirty sanchez fucking mustache man that's well it's amazing good. wait let's see if i can
0: find a picture because i'd very much like to just like, yeah full man image search uh
1: tim allen cocaine and it should pop up tim and tim uh if you guys are following along on this episode uh, tim allen's always had a white christmas if you get what i mean <laughs> cocaine am i right patrick yeah i'm real sorry about that everyone I apologize. Merry Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you find it? Yeah, dude. So if you want to play along with us, Google Tim Allen cocaine and check out this picture. <laughs> yeah, man. He wow, looks uh, a- He looks a lot like uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas actually when you look at that picture who plays his son in Home Improvement. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is also in another one of my favorite Christmas movies, I'll Be Home for Christmas. He stars in that movie with Jessica Biel. Uh, that's one I also potentially wanted to do, but instead we have decided we are going to do, uh, Gremlins, I believe.
0: Gremlins.
1: Right. Yeah, man. Uh, okay. So here's another, <laughs> after watching, uh, or after checking out your picture, uh, you have a vision for young Tim Allen. Yeah, man. This was his, uh, first lead film role, Tim Allen. Really? Yeah. So he obviously had a lead in, uh, television, but this was his yeah, first lead. Yeah, and cocaine. Right. So, what's interesting? <laughs> what's interesting <laughs> about uh, this being his first lead role is uh, he definitely had to uh, beat out some competition for that. Would oh, you really? like to? Would you like to know? go. Okay, so I got to scroll down because there's a lot of fucking competition. I had to copy and paste like thirty names. What? Robin Williams, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Jeff Bridges, Michael Keaton, Michael J. Fox. Jim Carrey, Alec Baldwin, Kurt Russell, Patrick Swayze, Pierce Brosnan, Rowan Atkinson, and Tom Hanks were considered for the role of Scott Calvin before Tim Allen was eventually cast. Coincidentally, both Tom Hanks and Tim Allen would go on to star in Toy Story together, which was released by Disney as well. So all of those lead men. Uh, Also... Another one. Notice how they're all white. The original choice was Bill Murray, and he turned down the part. Uh, And then Chevy Chase was also considered, but scheduling conflicts for another film forced him to turn down the role. Jesus, man. So imagine being... I don't know if Tim Allen was just so good he beat them all out, or if he was like literally their last choice for the role. But he must have done a pretty good job if it was number one in the box office that week. Um, On older releases of the film, Tim Allen made a sarcastic remark in the movie which included the line, 1-800-SPANK-ME. During the film's release, a woman from near Cleveland, Ohio, called the supposedly fictional number for her curious grandchildren. It turned out to be a phone sex line. (laughs) However, it wasn't until 1997 when Disney received complaints from parents whose children called the number and racked up huge phone bills. Did the studio action take action and cut the line for future releases. Disney also said that they would purchase the phone number to disconnect the service. This part of the film is also cut in DVD's release. On television broadcasts, the phone number is changed to 1-800-POUND. So... (laughs) that's amazing yeah parents were complaining because their phone bills were getting racked up a little that's incredible too much what was the number again 1-800-SPANK-ME yeah (laughs) and disney now owns the rights to that apparently because they had to purchase it they
0: already own the rights to that
1: (laughs) uh let's see what else i got here uh so the role of scott calvin was written with bill murray in mind but after reading the script and being offered the lead role, he declined saying that he didn't think it suited his humor. So could you could you imagine seeing this movie with any of those actors I'd previously mentioned and it having um, the same effect? Probably
0: Michael Keaton. Yeah. I mean, he was in Jack Frost, right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a good one too. So he too. was in a Christmas movie. D-
1: imagine watching this with Rowan Atkinson as the lead role. If he,
0: if he was just exclusively British. If it he was just fun. Mr. Bean? Yeah, that'd be
1: brilliant. Uh... Okay, so during the tour of his workshop, Scott Calvin tries a tool belt and then shakes his head as if to indicate that tools aren't for him. It's a reference to Tim Allen's then-hit TV show Home Improvement where his character's life, Tim Tim the Tool Man Taylor, revolved around tools. Did you ever watch Home Improvement? Really? Yeah. It was like one of the classic like American TV shows. Yeah, I know. Um, according to the making of TV show... Tim Allen was miserable while shooting this film. It was shot in the summer in a non-air-conditioned building when he was in full costume with the fat suit and facial prosthetics and beard and the Santa suit. He was so hot he had to take frequent breaks to cool off. When he got too warm, he would occasionally forget about the children who were playing elves and start cursing. On top of that, the Santa suit rubbed his neck and caused him to develop a painful rash. Fuck. (laughs) That's brutal. Imagine going through all that and having to be like cheery Santa. Yeah. Like it would be perfect if if he had filmed the first half of the movie after having to wear the suit the whole time because he his character at the beginning was just so fucking belligerent. Yeah, so silly. And, and like, yeah. Uh, so Brian Cranston and Jeff Daniels were both considered for the role of Neil Miller, which was uh, Jud- Judge oh, Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know Jeff Daniels? No. He is Harry from Dumb and Dumber.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. him
1: as, as uh as Neil. Uh Eric Lloyd, who played Charlie, wore fake teeth for the movie because he accidentally knocked out his front teeth right before filming began. Wow. So the whole movie he had fake teeth in. Didn't notice. No. Some of the special effects were bad, but the practical effects were good.
0: They were, yeah. Those looked dope.
1: Okay, so that was the trivia for this movie. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about this uh, this movie. Okay. Uh, I wrote down several things, so I think I'm just gonna start talking about it Go while you scratch it. your junk. And, no worries. Uh, you can. <laughs> I just.
0: It's the right nut.
1: <laughs> You're doing the old pinch and roll.
0: Oh, dude! Pinch and roll. Pinch <laughs> and roll. Pinch and roll. I've done that more times than stop, drop, and roll. I think even if I was on fire, I'd probably still go for a pinch and roll.
1: Well, you obviously haven't had Christmas dinner at Scott Calvin's place because uh, you'd be uh, stop, dropping, and rolling constantly. Yeah, I got like a
0: loose bit of fabric in the fucking boxes and it's like just slowly tickling my nut.
1: Okay,
0: Okay, good. (laughs) So
1: the film opens up with uh, do you remember how it opens?
0: um he's on his way back from a business trip or something no it starts with oh, the, we... cr-
1: the christmas party yeah the so christmas he's part. at a christmas party and uh <laughs> he gives this big speech about the company and how they did so well this year and stuff and he's like we at this company are all about family but luckily the families aren't here and then the line that i wrote down was which is why johnson's secretary is sitting in his lap yeah <laughs> so right off the bat they're throwing in adult jokes that were we're going right over 5-year-old me's head. Uh <laughs> which I thought was a funny line yeah. to kick it off, right? Uh and then it cuts to him leaving the Christmas party. He's he's driving in his car and he's calling his wife. So like this is 1994, probably shot 1993 I would assume. Uh and he has a phone in his car, which is pretty amazing. Hmm. And he's on the phone with his ex-wife saying, like, hey, I'm going to be late to pick up the kid. The traffic is terrible. And while he's bitching about this, it's panned out. The car's literally driving by itself. There's no traffic (laughs) anywhere. And he starts yelling at nobody (laughs) for cutting him off. That's not very ladylike, he's yelling. Uh just, just, I don't think the type of jokes in this movie would have been as effective if they were being shouted by no. Bill Murray or anybody else. Uh, so then uh, he picks up Charlie for Christmas dinner and uh, takes him home and he's basically, I think it's like his first, it's kind of insinuated it's his first Christmas being a single dad, right? Yeah. So he has to cook the turkey. He has to do this and that because it's a freaking man's world and the women need to cook, right? (laughs) So he's looking at instructions on cooking turkey and he realizes it's going to take more than four hours. And it's already fucking almost the kid's bedtime, whatever. Then it cuts to him uh, opening the oven and the turkey's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And he puts it out with the fire extinguisher. What do you What
0: do you put in an oven with a turkey to make the turkey ignite?
1: Well, I think like the turkey fat itself can ignite if it's uh, cooked too hot. Yeah, I think. I guess so. Well, probably like oil it, and stuff too. I think a lot of people do that. I know there's issues with deep fryers. I've heard of houses exploding because people deep fry their turkeys. Have you heard of that?
0: Deep fry the turkey. Yeah. So I there's like a there's, like a there's like a boiler maker
1: apparently it's like the best turkey ever that's why people do it but you're supposed to do it in your backyard because so many people have done it in their house and it's got so pressurized it explodes and then the grease gets everywhere and catches on fire and then your whole house is just a grease fire and you're fucking done Damn, Merry Christmas. That's brutal. Uh, mostly happens in the States from what I know. So Yeah, I can't imagine any other country on the fucking
0: planet would deep fry a turkey.
1: I mean, it f- sounds fucking delicious though. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, so he burns the turkey, which means Christmas dinner's is ruined. Uh, so he t- takes Charlie to a Chinese restaurant, which is closed. Yep. So, they go to Denny's, which, uh, fun fact about this, uh, a couple scenes in this movie were filmed in Ontario, Canada, uh, one of which was this Denny's scene, which was filmed in, I believe it was a Denny's in Hamilton, which was one of the only Denny's in Canada at the time. Wow. Um, So, that's some shinfo for you guys. Uh, So, then uh, they go in the Denny's, and everybody in the Denny's, it's uh, Asian businessmen (laughs) (laughs) and single dads, and that's it. Which is like a funny scene to me. Like every time I think of this movie, it's that scene of him walking in, and it's literally just single dads looking depressed with their children, and uh, he looks at the one dad and he goes, "Burn the turkey," and the guy just lifts his hand and waves, and he's got fucking burn wraps around his arm. (laughs) It's one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, man. Uh, Do you remember what happens after that? I- I'm going to be honest, this, like... It felt it felt like a long movie, right? It did feel like a long How long is the movie? It's because so many things happen. It's 93 minutes.
0: Wow, it felt yeah. like two hours. Yeah, so the thing like is,
1: hours. is because so many things happen for it, it to lead up to a certain point, it honestly feels like three movies in one. Because there's different points. There's the point where it's just him as a normal man. I guess so, yeah. There's the Santa transition. Then there's technically a year in between, Mm. which they have to show you. And then they show you the second Christmas, right? So it's basically they try to fit in an entire year into a movie, which is why it feels so long. Mm. Um, Which also... (laughs) which also is going to lead to some timeline issues that I'm going to discuss <laughs> with you later that make this way more dark than it should be. Okay. Uh, so then uh, after they have their Denny's meal, uh, <laughs> the woman shows up and she asks, one of the sad things ever is like, Christmas is ruined, right? Dinner's ruined. Tim Allen's there with his son, Charlie. And the only thing the poor kid wants is a glass of chocolate milk. And the waitress just devastates him by telling him they only have white milk. And the kid just goes, white milk's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Like your parents just got divorced. It's your yeah, first Christmas with your that dad. That wouldn't be very nice. And but... you can't even have that sweet nectar of chocolate milk to touch your lips. Yeah, my
0: my parents divorced when I was around like 18, 17 years old. Right. And that Christmas was just weird. Yeah. Because like I, my mum threw my dad out of the house.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would be really
0: and, awkward. Um, he like he came back to spend Christmas Day with us and my mum went over to see my grandma in Norfolk, which is like about an hour's drive away from where we were living. And um he just comes in and he's just so exhausted. 'Cause he's been he was living at a gym.
1: He was what? Living he, at a gym? Yeah. Um, because so because he lived there he had to work out 24 7 just fucking shredding
0: literally he was huge <laughs> and like built as well but he just he walked in the house sat on the couch and just fell asleep straight away jesus and he was out for about
1: 14 hours he was out from christmas until new year's yeah, day yeah he fell
0: asleep midday christmas eve <laughs> christmas day and the only
1: reason he woke up boxing day was to get his boxing routine in. Yeah, at the gym. that's
0: basically it yeah <laughs> And I ended up leaving and going to my girlfriend's house at the time, and that was that was amazing because they her mom was super enthusiastic about Christmas, which was great. Right, it would have been a nice change
1: of pace for the spirit yeah, that year. Probably,
0: basically cooked this gigantic turkey. Did she deep fry it? She didn't, but she wrapped it in bacon.
1: <laughs> Holy fuck! The entire thing in bacon. Yeah, the,
0: there was there was bacon across all of like the breast part.
1: I'm texting my dad about and that I, right I, like, now.
0: I walked in and saw it and I was like why you guys didn't really make a dent in that did you she was like no just help yourself so i had this whole turkey a big old loaf of bread like fa- i'm talking fancy bread as well right not just like pre-sliced you have to this is manual slicing right so you know it's fancy bread <laughs> and a nice little tub of cranberry sauce as well damn so i fucking I, it it was awful we're talking two sandwiches an hour for about 48 hours straight.
1: Did you gain 45 pounds in a week? It was close. Like Scott Calvin?
0: I basically ended up wearing her onesie (laughs) and eating sandwiches, just getting crumbs on my belly.
1: It
0: was beautiful.
1: That's going to be the name of your uh, autobiography, The Crumbs on My Belly? Yeah, I didn't go home for like two days. (laughs) Really? Yeah, seriously. You just fucking stayed stayed there there and ate sandwiches? (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking great. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Okay, so... He's at home with Charlie, and he feels bad. He kind of ruined his Christmas, so he tries to make it up to him by reading him a bedtime story, a Christmas story. Uh, I think he reads them the night before Christmas, and when they finally fall asleep, he hears a bang on the roof, and Charlie comes up, wakes him up, and says, Dad, Santa's on the roof, and Scott Calvin's just like, Go back to sleep. You're nuts. And then he hears the bang himself, and he gets up, and he thinks there's like a burglar or something. Which, like, makes sense. Like, if I was a burglar, Christmas time would be the time to go in and break in and steal shit. Because, like, there's all these gifts people just bought. Yeah. Right? So... I did, I did
0: like how they filmed that bit. It was... The dad was just so serious. Because he... There was a fucking potential home intruder. Right. And he's telling his son to just stay still. And he's like... He looks genuinely a bit scared. hmm He tells his son to stay there and then he goes downstairs to investigate and... For a moment, you're kind of like, fuck, this would actually be a bit terrifying. Right. But then the music picks up and the kid fucking legs it out of the room. And it's like, oh, it's a children's movie. It's fine.
1: Right. And uh, what proceeds to happen is uh, Tim Allen's character, Scott Calvin, goes out and he sees a guy in a Santa Santa Claus suit on his roof and yells at him. And uh, Santa Claus proceeds to slip and fall off the roof and break his neck and die.
0: Just fucking Dunzo straight away. You're so uh,
1: Tim Allen kills Santa Claus in a way. And uh, he's checking Santa for ID, thinking that it's still like some mental patient who's breaking into his house and finds a business card that says Santa Claus. And he gets very confused by it, but uh, reads it, whatever. And then uh, it says, put on the suit. So I don't know why he does it, but he proceeds to put the suit on. Yeah. And then this kid kind of eggs him on and says, like, you got to go up there and deliver presents. And he just kind of goes with it. Yeah, this this, the
0: whole thing was very weird. I don't know why you wouldn't just immediately call the police.
1: Well, like, okay, so I kind of understand because when he was searching the body, the body disintegrated. So if you were to call the police... I guess so, yeah. There'd be no body. They would just think you're just some crazy guy who found a Santa suit on your front yard. Mm-hmm. Although that would have been a funny plot twist. The cops come, search it, and then one of the cops becomes Santa Claus instead. (laughs) So Tim Allen basically is forced into becoming Santa Claus, right? So uh, it turns into uh, Tim Allen and his his son Charlie uh, delivering presents to all the boys and girls because uh, Charlie tells him, hey, there's a list. So that's how you know who gets what, whatever. And it it shows Tim Allen basically reluctantly delivering gifts and figuring it out, I guess, as anybody would. I don't know. It's It seems like I if mean, I was in that position, I would never figure that shit out. Yeah, but. I probably wouldn't. But. So they fly to the first house, and uh, he he just grabs the bag, and the bag starts to float in the air and brings him above uh, a chimney to which Charlie says, Hey, Dad, you're flying. And uh, Tim <laughs> Allen responds. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? He says, It's fine. I lived through the 60s. It's okay. I've lived through yeah. the 60s which I thought was one of the funnier lines. He goes in the house, he starts putting presents down, and these Rottweilers come up and start snarling at him. So it's not off to a good start. The dude's just kind of getting annoyed at it. And then a a dad gets up because the dogs are barking at someone. There's an intruder in their house this time. And uh, the guy starts firing a shotgun or rifle of some sort at Santa Claus. See, Which,
0: that that would have made for quite a funny movie as well. Like Tim Allen gets it shot just, dead. It just keeps getting transferred yeah, to so the next person. Tim Allen gets shot dead. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Tom, <laughs> Hanks Tom Hanks gets, Hanks gets dead. killed. Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray's dead. Fucking yeah. I don't know Norman Reedus, however old
1: he was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then. Uh, and then once he gets away, he's already like done with the Santa thing. He's fucking sick of it at this point. The very first house he goes goes to, he gets shot at. A dog tries to attack him. His kid conti- like convinces him to go on. What are you gonna do? Your kid's there, right? Mm. You just lost the divorce. You gotta. You gotta <laughs> do what you can to stay in the we good books. Do the, the
0: standard single dad thing, and just try and find something to entertain him with.
1: Right. So you go to the next house, and there's a little girl sleeping on the couch. And you're Santa Claus, right? So you're putting toys under under the tree, and you're pissed off. <laughs> so what Tim Allen proceeds to do is basically the girl wakes up and uh, basically asks him, hi, like, hi, Santa, like... Aren't you going to drink the milk? And he comes up with an excuse. He goes, no, I'm lactose intolerant. She goes, aren't you going to eat the cookies? He's like, I'm watching my weight. Like, he's just sick of it, right? And then as he's saying this, he's literally throwing her gifts at the tree. Like, he grabs a doll and he throws it like baseball, pitches it into the Christmas tree. Just head first. Which is, like, fucking hilarious. Then he goes face to face with the girl when he tells her he's lactose intolerant and just takes a bite out of celery. Which I thought was an odd choice, but it was like the whole thing of like it's pitching. Scott Calvin is just kind of this Grinch type guy mm. who all he cares about is money and business and and uh, eating healthy and all this stuff. He's very um, American psycho esque, uh, but he uh, it, it kind of sets that up. And he he uh, goes to the next house, he pulls a canoe out of the bag, and he knocks over the entire tree. And he, you can tell, he's just getting more and more sick of it, right? Yeah, man. The tree falls over, he doesn't want to pick up the tree, so he just grabs out the paddles and just whips them at the tree as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's done I've, with I've it. I've
0: done that so many times with various inanimate objects. <laughs> just throw it. Like, you, you you put something on the counter, and then you move a little bit, and it knocks over. Right. So then you pick it back up and you move again and it falls over straight away. So then you pick it up and just launch it across the <laughs> fucking room because it's starting to do your tits in. And then it breaks and then you've got no more of that thing anymore. Right. <laughs> just this endless cycle of rage against things that don't even have any thoughts.
1: Patrick, I, I think you need to see a therapist about your your anger issues. Oh, I, I,
0: I feel like I might have. I'm a pretty chill guy, but like... I, the thing that really pisses me off is things that should stand up on their own but don't. So, like toddlers. Toddlers, yeah, <laughs> primarily. But like, I don't know, like um, sweep, just, sweeping brushes.
1: Sweeping brushes.
0: Yeah, just I just literally put it in the corner. So it's lent up against the corner, and somehow it fucking springs out of the corner and chases me across the fucking room.
1: I think, did this happen back in England or here? Because if it was England, I think you just got your acceptance to Hogwarts that day. And that Hogwarts was why the, can the suck broom dick was, if that's what I'm in for. That's probably why the broom was chasing you across the room. Yeah, no, I, I
0: graduated <laughs> Hogwarts in 2004, so I didn't really get into the higher education version right it but I, I tried but I just I didn't get the acceptance letter through. I think they were too, the student loan especially for Hogwarts was right. something else man
1: well you I, I heard I heard a rumor actually why you got kicked out of Hogwarts you went to necromancy class and they saw you having sex with a dead body and you just said
0: oh it's not necromancy if you bring it back to life first, you were like
1: mate. oh necromancy not necrophilia <laughs> It's not necrophilia. Bringing, I brought it back to life. Bringing back the bingo for the Christmas <laughs> Christmas <laughs> episode. That
0: seems appropriate. Uh,
1: Harry Potter also Christmas movie or not, Patrick?
0: Harry Potter. I just I can't get on board with.
1: In general. Yeah,
0: just in general. I I don't know.
1: But not a Christmas movie. I wouldn't say so. No. Right. Well, I've heard people argue that it was. Wait. Because there's like a Isn't... scene in it. But in it every... covers four fucking years of a child's life.
0: Yeah, in every movie, they go across, like, most of the seasons. Right. So usually there's a bit where there's a Christmas. So a Christmas movie? One of them probably is. One, yeah. two, or three, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. I mean, that ruined and made Daniel Radcliffe as an actor. Because right. Because now he can't be in anything else because he's just Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, I've tried watching a few movies, and it's tough. It's not great. Uh, so then... Uh, the way that the night ends is it ends with uh, Scott Calvin and Charlie flying back to the North Pole on the sleigh, and the the reindeer, which actually looked really fucking good for yeah, animatronic yeah. reindeer in nineteen ninety four, uh, they were at the North Pole and the reindeer just fucked off and left them there in the middle of the sleigh, which. Scar Calvin just kind of shrugs off, but if you think about that in a real-life scenario... it's terrifying. You're left in the middle of butt-fuck-nowhere on a sleigh with no way home, with you and your child. Like, what goes through your head? At one point, you have to think, like, I'm going to have to eat this little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Like, yeah, how long would you wait? 15 minutes? No, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> like,
0: you... I mean, that's, that's a really difficult situation, right? Because... You could let yourself die and assume that the child would eat you for
1: sustenance, but they probably wouldn't. Your child wouldn't even know how to make a fire to cook you properly. They'd probably get tapeworms. Is it just like, I don't know, (laughs) chain of fucking
0: command at that point? Like, I'm bigger. Well,
1: well, how would it work on a desert island anyways? How did it work in Lord of the Flies? I haven't seen Lord of the Flies. I think they just picked the fattest one. Piggy. The yeah. guy's nickname was Piggy, and they killed him well, in eight. You don't want to. You don't want
0: to pick the the fat one. You want to pick the one that's got a weird amount of muscle mass, even though they're really skinny.
1: You think so? Yeah,
0: because it's it's the good meat then. It's right. Good meat. Probably. I don't know. Maybe you want the. I'm probably alright. I I've probably got like a good marble going on <laughs> with my beef, because I'm pretty thick.
1: This is going so off topic. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, have you real quick though? Have you read? Lord of, the, Lord of the Flies? No. Uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't read it. It's such a fucked up twist ending. One of the best books that I got to read in high school. Uh, so it's about children that get stuck on an island. They have to survive. And uh, they beat to death in the old versions. In the new version, a rock falls off a cliff and kills one kid. In the old version, these kids get together and they beat the fattest kid to death. Like they smash his head in with a rock and then they cook him and eat him. And his name was Piggy. So they eat Piggy. Uh, so they participate in cannibalism. And wow. the twist in the movie is they were just on the other side of the island that they were supposed to go to. So if they would have walked two miles in the one direction, they would have hit mainland and reached people. But they were... Holy they shit. were uh, too
0: afraid to. Yeah, it's
1: one of the best That's twists.
0: Kind of like the mist ending as
1: well, isn't it? Yeah, we won't talk about the mist ending though, because we might watch that one day. Oh so. yeah, dude. Uh, but anyways, back to Christmas, yeah, sorry. <laughs> not cannibalism. And uh, okay, so then uh, they get let in, and Elf comes out and sends them down to the hideout in the North Pole, to which you right away responded with. <laughs> Why does the North Pole look like a gypsy camp? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, have you um, oh, what movie is it? I think it's have you, have Borat. You se- have you seen the Sherlock <laughs> movies? Uh,
1: I, I definitely saw the first one. I like I like the first one.
0: Yeah. So the the second one, they end up going to like um, Romania, I think. Okay. And they're like in the woods, and there's this big gypsy camp, and it just reminded me of that. There was this fucking kid dancing with bells on his feet. Like, where else do you find? Why is he doing that in the North right. Pole? What, what's
1: what's his job title? It looked like he was doing like some sort of Ukrainian dance, which yeah. is why I was what, thrown what, off. What, what's his official
0: gypsy. job description? Dance in main atrium.
1: Well, I think every every elf camp needs a gypsy. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't
0: know if that's strictly true, but maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, so then, once they get down there, uh, this elf comes up. And he introduces himself. He's the tallest elf, so we assume he's probably like the manager of the elves. Uh, his name is Bernard, yeah. and he introduces himself. And uh, one of the elves comes up and says hi to Scott Calvin and says hi Santa, right? To which Bernard interrupts and says, "Excuse me, are we on a coffee break?" And <laughs> she goes, "We don't drink coffee." And then, uh, and then he goes, "Then I guess the break is over." He says it just like that and gives her the dirtiest fucking look. And uh, so basically what that sets up is that elves are slaves and they don't get breaks. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Essentially, they work 364 days a year.
1: With no breaks. So uh, even the happiest place on earth is truly, truly dark and depressing. Yeah, man. Uh, This is what I'm saying about this movie. If you look hard enough into it, you'll find a lot of darkness. But... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was a Hank Hill laugh. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so then, uh, I what I wrote down is I realized or I noticed that uh, Bernard is a complete dickhead to every elf that he encounters. Like he's yeah. not nice to anybody. But then as soon as he sees Charlie, he starts kicking his ass or kissing his ass, mm. which is Santa Claus's son. So it's got to be just because he's the slave master's royalty, right? Like he's. I mean, I guess so.
0: Or maybe he's plotting to take over for when Tim Allen dies to make Christmas. I don't know, maybe he's got like some Nazi views that he <laughs> wants to enforce, but he's somehow going to brainwash the child.
1: Yeah, he just starts yelling in yeah. German, I'm so sick of all these gypsies. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: <laughs> just gets Alex Jones in as the like main political advisor for Christmas.
1: Right, so, uh, Bernard breaks the news to Tim Allen at this point because he's confused why the elves keep calling him Santa. And Bernard says, You are Santa Claus. Uh, he's like, It's part of the contract. And he's like, What are you talking about? And he goes, The Santa clause. And he's like, What do you mean? And he says, You know, clause, like the last line of a contract. And then he grabs the business card and puts up like a thing that has 30 like magnifying glass attachments. <laughs> So it's this like super hidden contract, which you know personally, if I was Tim Allen, I would I would uh, get a lawyer and fight that in court because if you can't read it with the human eye, it's deception. It's mm. it's fraud by deception. So <laughs> I, I would get out of being Santa Claus personally, but uh, you know whatever. Uh, what lawyer do you use for that? Is there a specific you could branch use of law? Any fucking lawyer that would argue that that the contract is null and void because. You didn't agree to it. So you right. just because you put the suit on doesn't mean you Picture know the this, rules. right.
0: You walk into a lawyer's office. Right. This this is real life scenario yeah. now, right? Because everyone else in this universe at the moment doesn't believe Santa is real. Right. You walk into a lawyer's office, you right. say, Look, I'm in a bit of a pickle.
1: Are you talking about me? Like if this was me? Yeah. Okay.
0: Right. In a bit of a pickle. Obviously you wouldn't have such a strong British accent.
1: <laughs> right.
0: A um, bit of a pickle. A bit of a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't bad. <laughs> but um I accidentally killed Santa. Right. And I have now, unfortunately, taken over the role without I, I,
1: being told. See, I wouldn't phrase it that way. I would say, hey, uh, listen up. There's there's a, a binding contract. <laughs> so that's the difference. There's a binding hey, contract. I'm in a bit of a pickle, uh,
0: and hey, listen up.
1: <laughs> I, I'd be like, excuse me, this is, this is a, a very easy case for you here. Um, I only need about 10 minutes of your time. I'm in a binding contract that I know you can get me out of, Uh, The contract states that I am obligated to certain duties um, by the sole fact that I put on a pair of clothes. And he would look at me and be like, can you explain this to me? And I would say, okay, this is a business card. And then I'd pull up the 30 magnified glasses, I'd zoom in, he'd read it. And he'd be really curious and be like, this makes no sense. So it says that you're obligated to be Santa Claus. And I'd be like, yes, this is this is for my work. They're forcing me to be uh, the, the business Santa Claus. Um, but, right. you know, I'm going through a divorce. Uh, it's very tough. I need time with my own children. I don't have time to be uh, the business Santa Claus to everybody else's kids. Uh, I need to get out of it. You know Tom from accounting. He would be great as Santa Claus. No kids, uh, but he's always at the parks watching them. Uh, he's big, big fan of children. Uh, but me personally, I need out of this contract. And the lawyer would look at it and say, Yeah, this is way too small. You can't read it with the human eye. Okay. You're, we're gonna get you out of this. And so I'd take him back to Bernard.
0: You, you so you would take him back to the North Pole. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. How you don't? I'm have still the Santa Claus. You don't have the sleigh anymore. Doesn't matter. I have the, the globe. I have the snow globe globe doesn't
0: work unless it's with the kid.
1: Doesn't matter. Christmas Day comes. You're taking the kid into the lawyer's office. This is what happens. I become become fat. I get the beard. Christmas Day comes. Bernard comes looking for me. says, hey, you're going to let down all these kids. And I'll be like, Bernard, I've been meaning to talk to you, but you kind of abandoned me back at home and have given me no way to get a hold of you, uh, which is also a uh, legal issue uh, with me. But uh, this is my lawyer. Uh, this is also Tom from accounting. Tom over here has an affinity for children. (laughs) Uh, there's two ways out of this contract. Uh, you can, you can either forfeit, uh, my rights to be Santa Claus to Tom (laughs) or Tom can shoot me with a pistol right now to get out of this. (laughs) And, uh... I'm I'm hoping that uh, Bernard
0: wouldn't... So, all throughout this, you're just hoping your lawyer doesn't think this is one massive acid trip. Because
1: this elf has just appeared out of nowhere. Right, right. This elf is
0: also a 15-year-old child, from right. what it appears to be.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter the age. A contract is a contract, and a lawyer can get you out of it. I'd find like oh, a Saul Goodman so type.
0: What you just said there—it doesn't matter the age. A contract is a contract. Definitely something Tom would say.
1: Well, <laughs> right, right. There's certain things that are are uh, uh, legally uh, depending dependent on age. But uh, you know, I could get my five-year-old cousin to to sign over a hundred dollars to me, and he would have to legally do that. If yeah, I guess. If I'm, if it was yeah, a I just don't know contract. how you would subpoena a bunch of elves. Into court. I mean, I would look like a dickhead, but <laughs> I certainly don't want to spend the rest of my life being Santa Claus. All you have to do is fake your own death. No, they're no, fucking wait, elves. Can't you can't you just, take it. Can't
0: you just take off the suit and Can- give it to someone else? No. What, why don't you just get his kid to step uh, in? Because it?
1: in the contract, it, it states that you basically have to fill the role of Santa Claus until the, it, the duty is... I believe the, the, the wording was Until it was no impossible for to, you to fill the duty, yeah. which basically means that you die. So, what about
0: if you break your arms just before Christmas Day?
1: Doesn't matter. Magic.
0: Fix your arms. Oh. See, now this is where law gets complicated because you're adding magic into the mix. Right. Right. Right, so we're like a whole different realm of magic law.
1: Right, but you know, you know what, you know what helps uh, get you out of magic is a lawyer and a really shitty legally binding contract that can be easily broken, <laughs> with the argument that uh, it was fraud by deception. So uh, lawyered, anyways. Wow. <laughs> Someone's uh, watched
0: all seasons of Suits.
1: So uh, one of the one of the arguments that Tim Tim Allen had to not be Santa Claus is he just straight up asked Bernard, uh, "What if I choose not to believe in Santa Claus?" And uh, he responds with, uh, "The children hold the spirit of Christmas in their hearts. You wouldn't want to kill the spirit of Christmas, now would you, Santa?" which is, like, one of the best guilt trip lines ever, to which mm. I'd say, you know, Bernard, you make a very valid point, but we should talk to my lawyer over here. For fuck's sake. You just can't, you can't just bring your lawyer everywhere with you. I mean, I, I'd conference call him in for this shit if I had to, man. Uh, if Charlie can call his mom to say he's building a sleigh with flamethrowers, I can certainly conference call my lawyer in to break this contract. Uh, anyways, uh, so the movie is called The Santa Claus, so, most people on the surface think the Santa Claus is referring to the actual title. Yeah. But uh, Santa Claus uh, is actually referring to the contract. Yeah. So, the whole movie is actually about the legally binding That's contract. Why it's called the Santa Claus. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, he uh, later on, he kind of just accepts that he's Santa. He thinks he's having like a weird ass trip. Um he goes into his room, they give him pajamas to put on that have the letters SC on them for Scott Calvin, or Santa Claus, if yeah, you will. mind blown. Uh, and uh, this elf Judy comes in, which uh reviewer earlier <laughs> was pretty stoked on. Yep. And she tells him that uh, she's made him hot cocoa, and she's had 1,200 years to perfect this recipe. Uh, Scott Calvin then says, 1,200 years? I must say, you look pretty good for your age. To which Judy replies, Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. (laughs) Which I thought was such a fucking funny like throwaway joke. Uh, So Santa Claus falls asleep next to his son. Wakes up in the morning in his own bed. (laughs) No explanation how he got home. Which uh, I would say teleportation because of magic. I mean, yeah, which I guess. also adds to the fact that Bernard could teleport his ass over to my lawyer's office. At what point do you need a passport to teleport to places? I mean, this whole movie is about breaking laws. I guess so, yeah. So, which we will discuss in a bit here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he wakes up in his bed at home, and he doesn't... It, it seems to appear like he doesn't remember anything. He has pajamas on, and his ex-wife shows up to pick up their son for Christmas Day, and... Uh, Um, she asks, she says, says, nice pajamas, where'd you get them? And he he says, I don't know, actually. (laughs) And uh, Charlie automatically starts telling him everything. Oh, Judy the Elf gave it to you. And he's like, Judy the Elf? Like, so confused. And the mom's looking like, what is this kid talking about? Because they had the discussion that they were going to tell him Santa Claus wasn't real. And all of a sudden he thinks elves gave his dad Christmas gifts and this kid goes on a rant about how elves are real and they rode in the sleigh and were with reindeer. And you can see the mom's face, like, just overcome with concern. Yeah, man. So you're in her position. You go to pick up your kid on Christmas. You were just discussing with the uh, ex-husband of yours about telling your kid about Santa Claus not being real. And uh, he doesn't want to tell the kid. uh, But he agrees you guys will deal with it whatever You come in and it seems like it's him trying to win the divorce because now the kid's so set on it, right? Uh, And it it proceeds with uh, Charlie getting in the car and he's talking about how his dad's Santa Claus now and the uh, stepdad starts to get concerned because he's a psychiatrist and he's starting to see that this kid truly believes his dad is Santa Claus and Scott Calvin's very confused by the whole (laughs) ordeal but uh, he proceeds to. I believe this is the scene where they drive away and he starts saying something about that he sleeps naked normally. <laughs> yeah. And then a mom walks by with his daughter and he tries <laughs> to justify what he was saying, which was pretty funny. And then it cuts to this part. It was uh, Take a Parent to Work Day at Charlie's school. Yeah. And uh, it starts off with a fireman. And he says, remember, kids, there's nothing worse than third-degree burns. And it cuts to the teacher, and she says, thank you. And I think the whole class will join me in saying, we're sorry about your partner. (laughs) (laughs) So So, grim. And then it
0: cuts to the shot of the kids just all open-mouthed, like,
1: what? So what that implies is this fireman was just telling this tragic story about this man being burned alive, essentially.
0: Incredible stuff.
1: Uh, so this is what I'm saying, is little jokes like this thrown in that I did not pick up as a kid yeah. that now are hilarious. Uh, so then it's Charlie's turn to bring up uh, one of his dads, his stepdad or his dad. And he, Scott Calvin is a, a toy maker by trade. So uh, when Charlie chooses him, he thinks it's to talk about toys, chooses him over the psychiatrist. Uh, he goes up there. To talk about toys, and Charlie proceeds to tell the whole class his dad is Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, This is where the parents get even more concerned, because the kid's not letting go of this delusion. Uh, It's perceivably at least a week after Christmas at this point, the kid still thinks his dad's Santa Claus. All the kids in the class start taunting Charlie for thinking his his dad's Santa Claus. Uh, One of the kids basically... Tells one one of the girls, she said, so Santa, do you make all the toys then? And Scott Calvin goes, well, I'm a toy maker, so I do make toys. And one of the kids goes, Santa doesn't make the toys. Elves do. And then the teacher chimes in and says, they're not <laughs> elves, Tommy. They're little people. Yeah. And then something else is said, and she just goes, whatever. <laughs> uh, so fucking dumb. Stupid little throwaway jokes. Uh. So... <laughs> Uh, Charlie becomes with obsessed with Christmas year-round. At this point, uh, it shows him uh, playing Santa with a reindeer in, like, summertime because there's no snow around, and uh, it looks like he's having some sort of, like, mental episode. Yeah, it looks like he's either hallucinating or which genuinely like, thinks that he's
0: not where he is.
1: Which, like, genuinely would have some merit because the kid's going through a traumatic event. There's there's a divorce that had just happened. The mom's already got a new fucking boyfriend in yeah. the picture. Uh, the kid's trying to cope, and now he thinks his dad's Santa Claus. So it, it, it would be cause for concern. Uh, and while that's happening, uh, Scott Calvin... Goes to work in uh, sweatpants and sweatshirts. And his co-workers start judging him, saying that he's looking like he gained a lot of weight. And we later find out he gained 45 pounds in a week. That's impressive. Which is impossible.
0: I, if there was, like, a way to do that, where I'd immediately revert back to my original weight, I would definitely try
1: the closest thing I can think of is... Uh, have you seen the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Do you know Mac? The character Mac? Yeah. So one of the seasons, he purposely gained, I think, about 50 pounds just to prove that you can still like perform well and be overweight as an actor. And then he proceeded to shed all of that weight, and now he's just jacked yeah, as fuck. Yeah, he is. So like, actors do that shit all the time. Um but I don't know if it would take a week. I think it probably takes a lot longer because I feel like your stomach would probably burst before yeah. it expanded enough.
0: I wonder if there's a world record for most weight put on in a day.
1: <laughs> probably two pounds. Uh, so then uh, at the toy, uh, the toy place that Scott Calvin works at, uh, one of his co-workers... After Scott and the rest of his employees and coworkers, uh they ordered dinner in and he orders like fifteen things off the menu and eats it all. Yeah. And his co workers are looking at him disgusted. Uh one of the coworkers starts um pitching a new toy. Do you remember what that new toy is, Patrick?
0: The uh, doll? Oh no, the the tank.
1: Yeah, the Santa yeah, the, the Santa Sama Panzer. Tank. Wow. So they pitch a uh, Santa Claus on a tank, and uh, Scott Calvin's not having it. He gets up, and he grabs a cookie, and he starts saying, Santa needs a sleigh. You can't have Santa without a sleigh or a reindeer. And they're like, dude, it's, it's a fucking toy, and... The boss pulls him aside and tells him to go see a doctor and a shrink and deal with his shit because he's gained a lot of weight and something's up, right? Yeah. So this is what I'm saying is there's two perspectives from this movie. We see it from Scott Calvin's perspective, but if you saw it from everybody else's perspective, it's a very dark, depressing movie. Yeah, this guy is just going insane. You, yeah, you're. this guy just got divorced. Yeah. He's gained 45 pounds. He thinks he's Santa Claus. His Growing kid thinks he's Santa Claus. His hair's
0: going white.
1: He's having like crazy out of personality outbursts. Uh, it l- later on, <laughs> cuts to him, uh, sitting on a bench. Uh, children are flocking to him while he's watching children play soccer. Yeah. Uh,. Which would look creepy? You have like a, a oh, yeah. two hundred pound bench man,
0: and really did look like a sex offender from a distance. Which
1: is the first thing you mentioned, and this little girl kind of scoots her way over there, and she climbs into his lap. Oh yeah! So imagine being a concerned parent watching this happen. A little girl walks up to a stranger on a bench, climbs yeah. into his lap.
0: There would be at least four dads with their guns out, right, pointed directly at you.
1: Right, and she asks for some ballet slippers. And yeah. then it <laughs> it cuts to uh, the mom getting out of the car, perceived like sometime later. And uh, it shows what she sees, and it's a lineup of kids waiting to sit on his lap at this point. So your ex-husband, who thinks he's Santa Claus, is at your son's soccer game, sitting on a bench, letting children sit on his lap. <laughs> that's fucked up man like cops would be called does not look good on paper cops would be called Uh, she grabs Charlie takes him away so originally I was like when I was a kid I thought the mom was a villain for doing this now as an adult I'm like yeah hell yeah she should grab her kid and take him away from that he looks like a sex offender Uh, then it cuts to him at home Scott Calvin he gets hundreds of boxes delivered Uh, it's a list Santa's list and he has to go through that shit Uh, And while he's sorting through that, uh, the parents are concerned and they decide to take Charlie to a judge to be interviewed about the state of their mental health and see if they could get full custody. So they do get custody taken away from Scott Calvin, which is even more depressing. Uh, Oh, yeah, that was another thing is uh, when when uh, Scott Calvin and Charlie uh, left the North Pole. Bernard told them that he had to return on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. So he did. You remember him saying that, Mm -hmm. right? So it cuts to, after the judge takes away custody from Scott Calvin, it cuts to Thanksgiving. Uh, Scott's walking by the house. So U.S. US Thanksgiving is in November. Uh, Scott's looking in, seeing them having Thanksgiving dinner. Charlie looks sad. He goes up to the door anyways, even though he knows he's pretty much got a restraining order. Uh, asks if he could see his kid and uh, the kid throws him a snow globe which makes him remember that he is actually Santa which is perfect timing because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So he has to go back and he realizes he has to go back and Charlie asks if he can go with him. Scott says no but Bernard shows up. Yeah, says, he says, yeah, does. you can come with us, kid. That's fine. So basically Scott Calvin kidnaps his child on Thanksgiving which is in November just keep this keep this time frame in <laughs> mind here. November uh, Scott Calvin disappears with this child. child's missing, no contact. The mother just remembers seeing them together in November. Uh, <laughs> so a warrant for his arrest is placed with the police <laughs> yeah uh, cops set up uh, phone taps in their place. Uh, they're looking for the child, they have no leads on where this missing child is, no leads on this this insane man who thinks he's Santa Claus, nothing, right? Uh, you're the mother, you're freaking out, this guy, it's so out of character, took your kid, ran. Uh, so Charlie calls his mom, uh, close to Christmas time, um, I'd say probably middle of December, right? He tells his mom he's working on a new sleigh, and he's with the elves, and the cops are trying to trace the call, and he <laughs> hangs up right before they get the trace. Yeah. Uh, and then it shows uh, Scott Calvin talking about the flame, <laughs> flame-proof suit with the elves. And one of the funny lines he says, he says, but what'll happen if I fall off our roof? <laughs> Which I thought was a funny throwaway line. Yeah, man. Uh, then it cuts to the cops again. Uh, After the wiretap and it shows to them peeling out of the police station playing ZZ top While Santa's getting ready to go deliver presents. So the timeline is Thanksgiving till Christmas Santa Claus has Charlie the cops have been looking for him for a month They know the missing child is alive. They don't know where Uh, (laughs) This is this doesn't make any sense to you. Are you confused by this at all? Well, yeah, I, f- I kind of
0: forgot that there was a, a big old gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. It was like a whole month.
1: So a missing child for a month. And that's why the cops are peeling out and shit. Yeah. And uh, Scott Calvin just nonchalantly working on toys, packing shit up. Uh, and then it shows him going house to house again. Uh, Santa visits the girl who last year, whose doll he whipped at the tree. Uh, he comp- <laughs> she compliments him by saying he looks fatter this year. He thanks her, and then he drinks the milk and eats the cookies, but he says the milk tastes sour. And she yeah. says, it's soy milk because you said you were lactose intolerant, <laughs> which I thought was like another funny callback joke, yeah, right? Uh, so then Santa goes to Charlie's house, which is what you told me it was. I thought it was a completely random house. Yeah, uh, and we, sh- we we see police officers swarming inside the house yeah, on the Santa. Santa sting operation. The Santa sting uh and then they they pick him up and they carry him out without letting his feet even touch the ground yeah. they like and he must have weighed what like at least 200 pounds at this at point at least 200 250 probably yeah uh so then uh he gets put in prison and the elves get called do you remember what elves stand for
0: um efficient liberating Flying squad.
1: Yeah, the effect of liberating uh. flight squad. Which are jetpack elves. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So they're little kids with jetpacks that fly to the prison and let Santa out. Uh is that so they go to the they go to the house, they pick up Charlie, who was sitting on the roof since Santa's been arrested. Uh, essentially. Uh pro- probably because uh the reindeer fucked off, I guess, and just left Charlie there. Yeah. Um so the elves pick up Charlie. They go to let Santa out. They go to the police station, and there's a police officer there just chomping on a donut. You see the door open, but he doesn't see like an adult walk in, so he assumes a child's here. He looks over, and there's like these six elves, and he goes, "Who are you, kids?" And he said, then the elf says, "We're your worst nightmare. We're elves with attitude." Oh God! <laughs> and I remember you cringing so fucking hard when I didn't they said that. Enjoy that, that man. So the elves proceed to gift wrap the cop to his chair. And then they break into the prison and saw off the jail bars with tinsel. Yeah, I thought they just had this, like, (laughs) fucking
0: set of fiber wire. Right. I was was wondering why they didn't just go and strangle the cop.
1: Like, it looked like pyrite. Like, it looked like they were, like, welding the hinges off. But it was with tinsel. Uh, So then... (laughs) Then uh, they let Santa free. Santa goes back. He brings Charlie back to the house to... Uh, get his hat back I don't remember was there cops outside already or the cops pull up when they find out Santa returns oh
0: the cops pull up the SWAT team arose. right so they,
1: they just leave the house because yeah. Santa's caught right Uh, oh let's talk about how they started arresting like every mall cop Santa ever oh yeah, yeah
0: that was when we saw the, the only black guy the only the black guy movie.
1: in the movie was a mall cop Santa that they arrested yeah
0: the the no, we didn't even see him getting arrested. The only time we saw him was in, in the lineup, lineup
1: in the jail. So, um, so Tim Allen shows up to his ex wife's house, drops Charlie off. Uh, basically, the, 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 he looks a lot like Santa now at this point. Charlie's still calling him Santa Claus. Uh, the mom doesn't know how to react when he shows up. With Charlie. Charlie hugs the mom. They're just overwhelmed with joy that their kid's back. But they aren't calling the cops or nothing. They're just kind of no. like, this dude just broke out of jail. But our kid's back, whatever. And then uh he proceeds to suggest that Charlie stays with them uh, for Christmas Eve. And she just looks at him and goes, oh my God, you are Santa.
0: Yeah, she just comes to this striking realization like
1: instead of looking at him and be like of course he's staying with us we have full custody you broke the law and kidnapped our child <laughs> yeah. for a month he's supposed to be at home with us what are you talking about um so like at this point i'm questioning like why the fuck aren't they freaking out and calling cops uh but then the cops roll up right and uh this is after bernard shows up and starts eating uh, yeah, he just rolls Neil's out pita. Nice yeah. Yeah, and he he just rolls in and says, "Santa, we got a lot of work to do." And Neil's like, "Can you see how much he's feeding into this delusion? He even hired this guy to dress like an elf, right?" <laughs> uh so yeah, she realizes he's Santa. Neil's not sure what to think. Bernard fades away, and then Neil just has a pita and the person in front of him's gone, and he's he he's having a mental oh, breakdown he's at this point. Rules, man. Um So then the wife, or the ex-wife I guess Her gift to him for Christmas Was burning the custody papers Uh, And this is when the SWAT team Surround the house just in time to see Santa pull away on the sled, right? Uh, So when Santa pulls away on the sled uh, I guess the cops just decide Like, hey, case closed We're gonna peace out now And they just abandon the place Ten minutes later, Charlie shakes his Uh snow globe and santa comes back yeah
0: and the cops are gone gone My within own. you ten can't minutes. even hear sirens this thing. guy's a They're fugitive
1: gone. this guy kid, kidnapped a child for a month uh i don't know any cops yeah, that would, would just let would like that slide would they
0: genuinely just accept the fact that he was obviously just santa even if the mom
1: was like i dropped like, the charges What if he'd
0: like, actually fully kidnapped someone else's child right would they still just let him go Oh, it's just santa it's, it's just fine. santa
1: exactly Oh, he just he broke
0: into your house and <laughs> molested your kids oh it's just santa <laughs> Who said anything about molesting? Wait, I'm just—he's committed one crime. <laughs> like, what's to stop him from doing this? And then he flies away on his fucking sleigh, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's just, it's just Santa." Yeah. And that like your daughter, Mike? Oh, 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 she's gone, isn't she?
1: Well, I mean, thank God they made the Santa Claus Two because in the Santa Claus Two, he has to find a wife to stay Santa Claus, right? Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Um, So, he does find a wife, but they do it through, like, normal means. They make him go on, like, online dating and shit type things. Which is better than the alternative of having to find a wife at the North Pole. Which would just look like pedophilia. Even though they're 1,200 years old. A little bit, yeah. Uh, At least
0: they could have made it just Tinder. Right. That'd be funny.
1: So, do you remember how this movie ends? It
0: just fucking
1: he he throws them generic gifts neil gets the hot dog whistle and then uh she says that charlie can go for a ride on the sleigh with him and then the way it ends is is santa claus and charlie pull away on the sled and the mom's just yelling at them to not go over the ocean and she starts yelling scott scott yeah and that's how it ends weird weird ending weird ass ending yeah weird movie when you think about it quite weird really dark and weird
0: i feel like they, they wanted to do other stuff with some bits but then they were just like ah, now we don't have time to leave it like that <laughs> right it's, it's all right right so like i feel like there might have been another incident that happened over over an ocean <laughs> right somewhere which is why she didn't want them going over the ocean
1: I think this is one of those movies that would benefit from, like, one of those uh, trailers that are cut. Like, there's the one for Mrs. Doubtfire where it's cut like a horror movie. Like, if you cut this movie into, yeah, yeah. like, really a man like just having a psychotic break and kidnapping his child and yeah. stuff, like, that would be the best. Um, okay, so, so out of this whole movie, who would you say you liked the least? Who would you say the villain of this movie is?
0: Um, I didn't like the psychiatrist guy. I thought he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> Judge Reinhold? Judge Judge butthole, yeah. We <laughs> welcome back to sixth grade, boys. It's all going off in here. Yeah, I thought he was just a bit of a cunt. Right. You know what I mean? It, 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 like, he's he's coming into a family, kind of new to everything, and he's like legit trying to take this kid away. Right. I I would not want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> I, I'd I'd be saying to the wife like look i I support whatever you want to do but none of this is my decision right like if you want to try and get full custody go for it that's fine but that's not my choice i wouldn't be like grabbing the fucking kid like come (laughs) on you little shit this way i'm your daddy now
1: (laughs) i'm your daddy now like it's just weird isn't it right i'd feel so uncomfortable with that yeah it would be really fucking weird um so i On a scale of 1 to 10, how much in the Christmas spirit did this movie put you in? This is a new question I'm going to ask for the Christmas movies. Um, Where would you rate this on the Christmas spirit like holiday movie scale? Probably like a 15%
0: at the moment for Christmas spirit. Really? Primarily because there was a lot of death in this one. (laughs) One person died. Yeah, but that person was Santa. Right. You know, when you start a movie by killing Santa... (laughs) The Christmas spirit of it all—it literally kind of, dies. Yeah,
1: he like the Christmas spirit <laughs> He's literally dies. Officially dead. Although some people would argue Jesus is the Christmas spirit. I mean, who also literally died? Yeah, well true. Well, no, he did Pro- not. Not via not, Tom Allen. Though. Not literally. Let's say Jesus died about as much as Santa Claus in this movie died. You know, two oh. fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dangerous! I must. We must have had bingo by now. <laughs> I mean, probably a yeah.
0: necrophilia religion, right? Yeah, okay, of, so
1: so this movie, uh, Christmas spirit for me, I give it about a six or a seven. It's just a Christmas movie for me. Yeah. Uh, next week's movie we're gonna watch. Better watch out. Nice. Uh, I will tell you more. More than more people than just one Santa Claus oh, die in that movie, uh, from what I remember. Uh, it it blew me away. There's some unexpected twists in the movie. It's an all-around good time. It's cool. a really good horror movie. Uh, it's basically exciting. it's it's like I said. It's 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 Home Alone except he if, if he wasn't just injuring the burglars, he was actually murdering okay. them.
0: I will pick up Taco Bell on my way here.
1: Okay, actually. that sounds good. Um, so excited. next week we will watch. Better watch out. And then followed by that, we will watch Gremlins. And then, last but not least, Die Hard. Die Hard. Wow, I haven't seen that for a long time. So at the end of the month, we will rate these movies on which which of them we would say are the most, till least, Christmassy. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, this was Movie Night, uh, Life with Kenny podcast. And uh, Patrick, thanks again for You're very welcome. being here. And uh, fuck you, Judge Reinhold.
0: Yeah, man. And Tim Allen, please... Carry on doing coke because I feel like that'd be very interesting to listen to slash watch.
1: <laughs> Just sign off with the uh, the Home Improvement Tim Allen doing his weird grunts, but as Santa Claus. <laughs> Merry Christmas.